And here we go. That's right. You're back in Redsline. What does that mean? It sort of means, it kind of means, it should be obvious that there's been some Cincinnati Reds baseball happening. And that is right. That is in Goodyear, Arizona, which is a mistake. It should be in Sarasota, Florida. But that's a different topic for a bunch of different fans who actually get what I'm talking about. So, what happened today? You want to ask me on why I got on the air and blessed you, Reds fans, with my knowledge of baseball and my Reds dynasty excellence. Well, there's been a... Red's prospect sighting where he hit not one, but two home runs in a spring training game. And I just, I don't know how to tell you this, guys, this, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to tear down Garcia. Not going to do that. But what I am going to say is that it's a spring training game, people. Calm down. Now, the Reds signed this cat for $5 million. And uh, so far, he's been a way better investment for the Cincinnati organization than their uh, A-Rod Um uh, Alex Rodriguez or whatever his name is where they paid him 10 or 12 million and whoa they got bit with a 100% uh, tax on that for going over their uh, allotment and um, that's just a crazy thing yeah it's Alfredo Rodriguez they call him A-Rod it's a huge mistake um, no power, can't really hit the baseball very good, doesn't strike out a whole lot, but, um, he is all field, no hit, the biggest waste of $20 million this franchise has ever seen since Eric Milton. In fact, I think Eric Milton was a better investment than Alfredo Rodriguez. No question in his glove, but that's for another time. Okay, so... The reason I popped on here is because Jose Israel Garcia hit two home runs today in a spring training game, and everybody went nuts. I don't mean just fans. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean C. Trent. I mean... Everybody. I mean, Dougie Baseball. I mean, everybody. Even Chad Dotson went kind of crazy. Well, I am not the purveyor of bad news, but I am going to say this is a spring training game. Now, I will tell you off the top of my head, Garcia had 37 doubles last year. Okay. So he does have extra base hit pop. 
But if you guys, if you guys analyzed any video, go look at these two home runs. He is all out over the plate. His follow through is. Hey, remember when Jose Iglesias, uh, the 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 stubborn, sentimental Reds fans' favorite free agent signing ever, Jose Iglesias. Remember when he hit like those home runs on opening day, or had a couple home runs, or two or three the first two weeks of the season, and everybody was talking about how this was. You know, the red shortstop of the future. Well, he only cost Nick Senzel a whole year of development. Thank you, Jose Iglesias. Thank you, Dick Williams. I'm so happy that we wasted a year of development for Nick Senzel so he could get hurt in the outfield, just like I told you guys he would. And when I say you guys, I'm not talking about Reds Nation number 4192, and I'm not talking about the rest of Reds Nation out there. I'm talking about I told the front office. I said, hey. Or one, whichever you prefer, he does not have the legs to go out there and play center field. Now, can he do it for a week or two? No doubt. 140 games? No way. 120? No way. 100? Probably not. I said, from the get-go, I said, you cannot do this. Uh, the guy is a ultimate performer, an ultimate hitter an ultimate Pete Rose all-out style athlete. And I said, the other thing you got to worry about is him getting hurt. And I specifically said, running into the wall. Now, what happened? Not only did Nick Senzel go 100 at-bats between his last home run and his next-to-last home run between his 11th and 12th home runs, he also ran into a wall and hurt his shoulder. Excuse me. I'm getting fired up here. So everything I said would happen, happened. So anyway, I want to go back to Jose Garcia. Now, Jose Garcia is a pretty good little middle infielder. He's probably going to wind up at second base. I hate to tell you people this because I understand your frustrations and insecurities with someone that might know something about baseball that you guys do not like. And that is me. I take that, um, whatever you want to call it, the bestowing of hatred and uh, some kind of insecurity from most of you in Res Nation number 4192 and others that started their own really cool groups because they couldn't handle being wrong. But here's my point. I believe Jose Luis Garcia can play shortstop. I believe he's ultimately going to end up at second base because of the arm. Now, he makes all the throws. Don't get me wrong. But the arm's not there. Let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you else, Cucumber. Nick Senzel has a better arm than Jose Luis Garcia. But that's all up in the air right now because somebody... And I'm looking at you, front office. You didn't listen to me. M many of other scouts and me discussed this. We said he was going to get hurt. Why? Because he never played one professional game in the outfield. You guys had him at third base. Then you had him at second base. Then you had him at third base. And then in 2018, he worked with Barry Larkin at shortstop. And then... 
you know, then last year when he should have been the shortstop, you signed Jose Iglesias and you wasted $3 million. That was a waste of time, a waste of developmental time. Oh, but guess what? You put Nick Senzel down in the minors in 2018 after he played all spring at shortstop. Remember this? And then you put him down to uh, keep his, uh, now I sound like a moron. You, you, you kept him down to stop, start his, uh, stop his, uh, his service time clock. You never get one of those things that's right on the tip of your tongue. Just can't say it. That just happened to me. Your host of Red's line. Anyways. So yeah, the front office put him down in 2018, threw him over at second base because they're going to trade Scooter Jeanette, which was a really bad idea. But then it wasn't a bad idea because then they didn't do it. But then Nick Senzel was playing second base, got hurt, broke a finger out for the season. So it's like the baseball gods try and tell Dick Williams what's going on. And they try and be like, hey, no, Dick Williams, do not do this. Oh, see here, we're going to do this. Oh, Dick Williams, don't do this. Don't put Nick Senzel in the outfield. Don't put him in center field because he's probably not going to be able to make it all season. Oh, and then he's injured. And then that happened after he couldn't even, you know. Anyways, his batting average plummeted over his last 40, 50, 60 plate appearances. Um, like I said, his last 100 plate appearances or more, he went over 100 at at-bats without hitting a home run between his last home run and his second-to-last home run. Anyways, let's go back to Garcia. Now, I believe that Garcia is going to make the Reds roster. I believe, well, not this spring, not, not going to happen. Um, he was in high A-ball last year, hit 280 with a 343 on-base percentage and only slugged 436. Now, uh, that included the 37 doubles and eight home runs that I told you about. And then one more thing, he's 21 years old in high A ball. Now that's okay. It's not an advanced hitter like Jerry Kolechnik, but <clears throat> I want to warn you people that this guy is probably, probably Jose Iglesias nine years younger. Jose Iglesias is 30. This is Jose Garcia. He's 21. Okay. He turns 22 in April. So he'll be 22 in probably double A. Okay. We're not talking about a spring chicken here. So um, before you guys get all excited about this, this was a spring training game. He hit two home runs and everybody's talking about how we got Alex Rodriguez or Barry Larkin here. Now, I wanted to talk about some other things. The Reds really confused me because they traded for former top prospect Jose De Leon, who was with the Rays, before that was with the Dodgers, really high in prospect throws, 97, 98, 99. The Rays used him out of the bullpen. Now, I want to talk about something here. Jose De Leon started today's game versus the Angels. 
And I don't, and I know you're going to say, well, Jowett, 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 you just said this is spring training. Well, hey, this guy is not some stalwart veteran. You know, I mean, I know he's like 25, 26, 27 years old now. Throws 97, 98. They put him out there as a starter today. Now, if I am running the, if I'm David Bell, which I'm not, and I know that. But Jowett, you're not David Bell. You're not David Bell. Your name is Jowett. Have you ever managed before? Calm down, dude. Calm down. Sit in the corner. Wear your dunce cap. Think of Heather Locklear. You're in a warm place. Back to this. If you got Jose DeLeon on your team, right? Just follow me here. Follow me. And you know you're going to use him out of the bullpen because, A, you have Castillo, Bauer, Gray, Disco, and you got Miley, one of the worst free agent signings of the winter. And then you're going to start Jose DeLeon in this game. Now, I'm not saying this isn't a spring training game because I'm the same guy who, like four minutes ago, said, hold on, Reds Nation, Jose Luis Garcia hit two home runs in a, what, spring training game. But sometimes in professional sports, you have to prepare like you're going into the season. And I thought it was a very bad mistake to have Jose Delion start. And the reason why is I think they should have brought him in, in the, as, a, as a reliever. And in fact, I think they should have brought him in any time in the, in the game. You let the starter go one or two innings, you could have brought him in in the third. I don't care, but you bring him in on a clean inning. And um, he didn't fare well to, very good today, but I will tell you this. Even though he didn't last but two-thirds of an inning, it's kind of irrelevant. I will tell you this. Just because I'm giving the full analysis of this situation, but I'm giving you both sides of it. It doesn't matter that he only threw two-thirds of an inning because these guys are out there. They're just trying to play catch with the catcher, basically. Do the wind-up. See what happens after the after their you know, their appearances, see how their body reacts, the soreness, all that stuff, trying to get acclimated to a full season, okay? So while that is irrelevant, the performance, I would have liked the Reds to use him like they're going to use him out of the bullpen because they can't send him down, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's out of options. Now, um, I will have Mr. Producer check this, but I'm pretty sure I don't need to. He's out of options. Just like Scott Shebler shouldn't be on the team. Just like Robert Stevenson, who should have been on the team five years ago. Just like Lucas Sims, who should have never been acquired. So uh, the Reds got a lot of problems with uh, roster management. That's where I would come in as a good addition to the front office. I could uh, help them with their roster management. I'm not going to lie. But um, anyway, <laughs> that was a couple observations of mine. Everybody else got kind of lit up. This was like the who's nobody of the uh, pitchers today. Went from De Leon to Lilly to Smith to Reyes, which I don't even know why Jesus Reyes is even on this team. Is that who that is, Jesus Reyes? Yep, it is. I mean, I just don't understand. Sometimes I just don't understand this team. And then these other people getting all excited about Alex Powers 
I mean, the guy's a 27-year-old in AAA and AA. I mean, give me a break. I mean, he's not he's not going to – even if he makes – he's not going to make the big league team out of camp. And there's no reason for them to have him there. It doesn't make any sense. Then they got this guy named Pittich, who I have no idea who that is. But, Joe, I thought you said you were the, the – I thought you said that you were the uh, – well, he was drafted in the eighth round of the draft out of Pittsburgh last year. And in his first full season, a ball, 2.22 ERA. I'm trying to find his strikeouts. They're eluding me. 75 Ks in 65 innings, 20 walks, whip a .95, 179 average against. But, I mean, he's a 25-year-old. So he was a senior in college out of Pittsburgh, and they drafted him in the eighth round. I mean, he might be serviceable. I've never seen video on him. Just going off of his stats, it's... It's it's kind of irrelevant. It's okay to give him give him a flyer at spring training. I'm not trying to. When I talk about Alex Powers and Jesus Reyes, those are two totally different situations than this Pittich guy. Matt Pittich. Sheesh. Anyways, and then Brandon Finnegan came in and threw an inning, struck out a batter. Be nice if they could figure out Brandon Finnegan. Of course, uh, I don't even think they can. They, I think he's on a minor league deal, so they can't. If he makes the roster, they cannot send him down without his consent. I don't think. But anyways, so let's look at the lineup. They had Akiyama, or however you pronounce his name, leading off. Aquino playing center field for some unknown reason. This, this is what really pisses me off about this team. You got Akiyama playing left field, and you got Aquino playing center field. Now you didn't just throw twenty-one million dollars at Akiyama to play left field. You signed him to play center field. He was one of the greatest center field defenders in Japanese baseball history. Now I understand he's older, thirty-one, thirty-two, probably needs to move to left field at some point. This is not the year. So you got Aquino out there, and I'm, I'm just so you know, Aquino used to play center field in the Reds minor leagues. So I'm not saying he can't do it, but he can't do it. Not, not at the big league level. He needs to be in left or right field. Then uh, this is my favorite part about this. They had Kirk Casale hitting third, and then Dietrich hitting fourth, which makes a little sense. And then uh, Blandino, who's going to have a great year, I believe, this year coming off the bench. Uh, then they had Shubler and Wright. People are saying they're showcasing Shebler. Let me explain something. Shebler shouldn't even be on this team. After he had 30 home runs in 2017 or whatever he did or 16. But, Jared, you 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 should know when Scott Shebler hit 30 home runs. Dude, I don't even care when he hit 30 home runs. All I'm saying is they should have traded him when, he, when, when, when that happened because they had him and Duvall. Both of them were left fielders. And, and then they just did a two-man outfield rotation for – 50 years, four years, three years. Then they had Jonathan Indian, one of the worst draft picks. I will say it. He's not as bad as Nick Howard, but he's pretty damn close. And, well, no, I'm not going to say that. He's not as bad as Nick Howard. Who would I compare Jonathan India to as far as a first-round pick and being bad? I'm going to have to think about that and get back to you, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, India should not have been drafted. It should have been Jared Kolechnik or Brady Singer. Um, Reds didn't draft Brady Singer because of an awkward arm angle or some wording of that, I was told. Uh, then you have Jose Luis Garcia, two for three with two home runs, two runs, two RBIs. He's the next coming of uh, Alex Rodriguez. But remember what I said at the beginning of the show? Go look at Jose Iglesias and how he hit home runs and look at Jose Luis Garcia and see how he hit home runs. They got this follow through with their entire bat. I mean, with their swing. And um, the guy's not going to be a 20 home run hitter. He's not. He's just not going to do it. He's probably going to be a 5 to 12 home run guy like Jose Iglesias. And then Tyler Stevenson was the designated hitter. Well, isn't that special? And then they had Tony Pena's kid come in for Tyler Stevenson and DH. Now, they're both catchers. Is that really your goal? Man, I this team makes no sense to me. Gosh. They had Casale and then Farmer catching. Now, I know Farmer's your third catcher, but he's also your backup third baseman, shortstop, second baseman, and first baseman. I know he needs to get some time at catcher, but don't you think it'd be better to get Tyler Stevenson some time at catcher? Sheesh. Instead, he's designated hit. doesn't really matter. It's spring training. I'm just talking as I go and look at the box score. I, You know, I'm just talking. But Joe, but Joe, it's the point twin. Okay, George. I'm listening to you. Okay. Tom, I'm listening to you. Anyways, so what else is happening out there? Oh, I will say this. Um, caught the wind about Andrew Kashner yesterday um, being considered or sold or pitched as a reliever. And, uh, yeah, I told the Reds they should uh, definitely uh, bring him in on a non-roster invitee or give him a minor league deal and, uh, you know, like give him a million bucks or something if he makes the team. Uh, Kashner, when he got traded from the Orioles to the Red Sox, the Red Sox completely changed his regimen as far as, like, what he was throwing. I guess I should say his arsenal. Okay, let me somebody, let me say something about Kashner. His curveball sucks. I mean, his curveball is the Nick Howard of draft choice curveballs, okay? So they had him throwing more off-speed stuff, and I'm not talking about his changeup. Kashner then was thrown in the bullpen, had a 386 ERA, 21Ks, 12 walks, and 23 in the third innings, I think. And all he did was throw fastballs and change-ups, and he threw in a slider every now and then just as a throwaway pitch or to get a guy chasing now, it's not even a swing and Mitch pitch. His swing and Mitch pitch, his swing and miss pitch is that changeup. And I really believe Andrew Kashner, six foot five, you got some problems with this bullpen. I'm just going to tell you, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, we've got a problem. And it's that bullpen. I think Andrew Kashner comes in there also. He was throwing 93 as a starter when the Red Sox put him in the bullpen in short stints. 
He uh, was throwing 95.4. That was his average fastball velocity. So you put him – oh, another stat I want to throw you. He struck out 24.6 or 24.7 of the batters the first time through the lineup as well. So what I want to say to you is instead of using him as a starter, you use him as a reliever. He's going to strike out 25% of the hitters he faces, which means he's probably going to average about – one strikeout in any, which is not like great, but you know, he's going to strike out, you know, at least one of the hitters he faces coming into an inning. He doesn't throw curveball because that thing sucks. He throws fastball changeup, fastball changeup, and he comes in there and he's a guy that can come in there when Wade Miley, worst free agent signing in 2020, comes in and only pitches four and two thirds innings. Caster can come in there and, um, pick up that a third of an inning and then pitch the next inning to get you through the fifth. And then you bring in another reliever to try and, you know, bridge the gap to the inning. Now, what I'm not saying here is I'm not saying these things. I am not saying put Andrew Kashner in the rotation. I am saying use him exclusively out of the bullpen. And I believe you could have a really good reliever here and a guy that's going to strike out a quarter of his batters he faces. And it might even be more once he's out there playing with that shot change up in that fastball because he switched to his four-seamer exclusively and he switched and he, and he, and he went with just a fastball four-seamer, four-seam fastball, slider, and change last year in Baltimore. The year before in Baltimore, he threw almost exclusively fastballs and got lit up, didn't use the change as much, used the curveball more, and got lit up, and he didn't even have a very good uh, ground ball percentage. It was only 40, barely over 40%. Now, this year, he had a ground ball rate over 50% before he was traded to the Red Sox. And then what happened was he got destroyed over like three or four or five starts, and then they moved into the bullpen where he had success. So uh, that's that's on my radar, Reds Nation. So yeah, I said, hey, got y'all to bring this guy in. Um, at one time with the Cubs, he was a highly rated prospect. So well thought of that the Padres foolishly traded Andrew Rizzo, uh, who they should have never traded. I mean, why would you trade Rizzo for Kashner? But my my point still stands. Kashner was a very well regarded starting pitching prospect. And even was a young pitcher in the Cubs organization. I'm not going to tell you his stats when he was with the Cubs, but he had, I think, a really good year there. Um, and there was makings of him being a durable workhorse. I mean, the guy's six foot five, six four, six five. So that's on the uh, block. Oh, I've also I've also strongly told the Reds to let Nick Senzel shoulder his labrum he had labrum surgery heal and i said i said and i talked to another scout and when i say i talked to a scout i'm talking i talked to a very good scout and i want to tell you what his opinion was on my opinion of sinzel nick sinzel and i've always said nick sinzel should be the shortstop until they destroyed his arm or whatever by running him into the wall Okay, so I was talking about how the Reds had mishandled Nick Senzel's development. 
this other scout brought up Ryan McMahon and Michael Conforto. And I said, well, hey, Michael Conforto finally got an opportunity and, you know, he blossomed finally. I said, Ryan McMahon, he's had plenty of opportunities. He just, you know, never took advantage of them. I think McMahon's going to be a good hitter. I'd love to have the Reds to have him, but they don't really need him. But I said, Nick Senzel has been jerked around every which way possible. I mean, he's he's played three different positions three straight years in a row, got hurt twice when he shouldn't even been in those positions to get hurt. And I'm just talking about the minor leagues. Then he gets thrown in the center field, runs out of gas, can't hardly even hit, and then he runs into the wall, tears his labrum, has shoulder surgery, and, and now we're sitting here with this. And this was a scout's concise response. He said, yeah, I would have just stuck him at shortstop until he proved he couldn't do it. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to tell you who that is, but I can assure you he's very well known, very respected, and uh, I'm long-winded. He's not. So that was his concise answer to my long-winded A, B, C, D, E, F, G, double A to double F situation of how the Reds front office has totally mishandled Nick Senzel. So what else can I say to you Reds fans that is going to make some insecure people mad? Hmm. Do I have any other ideas? Yes. I want the Reds to trade Aquino to the Diamondbacks for Robbie Ray. Then I want, and let me tell you why, the Diamondbacks need corner outfitters. Even though they signed Cole Calhoun for right field, who's a gold glover, David Peralta's in center field, Sterling, Sterling Marte's in center field. They are looking for another corner outfielder with power. They need power. Okay. So, David Peralta is going to be their left fielder, but he's been injured the last two two years really bad. So they're still looking for a stud corner outfielder. Also, Cole Calhoun could probably play first base if Christian Walker doesn't keep hitting, but I think Christian Walker's probably going to keep hitting. Anyways, so, and then the Diamondbacks have like six or seven starters. They're ready to move on from Robbie Ray. So you trade Aquino for Robbie Ray, and th- this is what else I want to tell you. To make the money work, you trade Russell Iglesias with with Aquino to the Diamondbacks because the Diamondbacks need a closer, and you get Robbie Ray back. You get Dalton Varsha, who's a very highly rated prospect, and then you get one other prospect back. He was the Diamondbacks' first-round pick last year. He's kind of a project, though, so he's, it's not like he's like Bryce Harper or anything. I'm going to tell you exactly what his name is. So then you guys can complain, but I want you to know his name. God, he's a left-handed pitcher with a quarterback, six foot five, pretty skinny. Um, here it is right here. Um, Blake Walston. So my trade is the Reds get Robbie Ray, Archie Bradley, who's a reliever, Dalton Varsho and Blake Walston. For Russell Iglesias, Artistides, I probably butchered that, Aquino, and Tony Satillion, who is a Reds 
prospect. Okay, um, Rob, uh, just so you know, Blake Walston, 6'5". He's thrown 88 to 92. He's gonna. He's, he's only weighs 160, 170 pounds. He's going to put it on another 30, 40 pounds. He'll be throwing 95 plus. Um, Lorenzen goes to closer. Bradley comes in as a setup pitcher. Bradley's only making like three million. Iglesias making ten or nine. You move him. Robbie Ray's making nine, ten, eleven. The the kind of Reds payroll goes up a little bit, <coughs> but it fills two major holes. Then I want Disco traded to the Oakland A's. Oakland Athletics have wanted Anthony Discofani for the last two years. In fact, the Reds traded Tanner Rourke and got Jamison Hanna, but they should have got AJ Puck back. But I believe because Disco has such a cheap salary, they can get A.J. Puck. So this is what the Reds need to do. Trade Disco and Josh Van Meter, who don't have a place with, with the Reds, for A.J. Puck, Austin Beck, and Grant Holmes. So that's to put the rotation as Castillo, Bauer, Ray, Gray, and Miley. And before you guys tell me you get mad that I'm putting Sonny Gray fourth, this is the reason that I did this. Castillo is the ace, Okay. So Bauer will save the bullpen by pitching a lot of innings. He's going to go deep, right? So Robbie Ray has trouble making it to the sixth. So that's why you're going to have Bauer two. Hopefully he'll go seven, six and two thirds, a past six anyway. Hopefully he'll go into the seventh and eighth a lot. He led the. He, he was one of the top guys in innings last year, if not the top guy. Okay. So Ray's third after Bauer saves the bullpen on every the second game you know, of, of a five-man rotation. Then you have Robbie Ray. And I believe that Derek Johnson can help Robbie Ray with his release point. I believe Derek Johnson can help Robbie Ray find that release point to limit the walks. And I believe Robbie Ray will go six innings average and give the Reds a hell of a good season and probably strike out, you know, another 250, 260, 280 batters. Yeah, this guy could strike out 300 hitters if he just pitch more innings and that's all with the release point and limiting those walks and then so then you have Sonny Gray come after Robbie Ray in the four hole it, it seems low I know everybody's going to complain about this but Joe and but Joe and Sonny Gray's an ace I get it man you're not thinking strategically Sonny Gray will outdo any other number four pitcher on the market probably win 20 games or more and he's probably going to win the Cy Young and then Miley who I'm leaving in the rotation because the Reds signed him for six million let me put it this way. Chris Martin, uh, Drew Pomeranz, or however you say his name, signed for more average annual value out of the bullpen than Wade Miley signed with the Reds to pitch in the rotation. So Wade Miley's going to get every chance to win that fifth starter job. And I believe he's going to implode. He'll end up in the bullpen. And that's why the plan is to start A.J. Puck and Tyler Miley at AAA. Because at some point in the season, the Reds are going to have to either be uh, contenders, or they're going to be trained guys like Bauer and, and, and probably Robbie Ray. So you're going to have Puck and Male in AAA ready to rock. If the Reds are out of contention, or if the Reds are in contention, you got them there no matter what in case of an injury. So um, that's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, some other notes I've made uh, Jesse Biddle, or however you pronounce it, he needs to be cut. Uh, Thornburg, I think, is done. Pitched pretty good yesterday. Nate Jones throws super hard. Nate Jones is a badass, okay? But he cannot stay healthy. Nate Jones is probably the wild card 
of being a, a rock and fire in that bullpen. Um, Justin Schaefer, though, I think he has some upside. Um, then I think they need to trade Freddie Galvis and let Senzel be the shortstop. That's that's what I'm saying. That's all there is to it. Because Blandino is going to make the team on, on the bench. The guy is too good of a hitter. He can be the backup shortstop. I don't know why all these people in the media don't understand that Alex Blandino played shortstop at Stanford. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he played second shortstop and third. And he was mostly a second baseman, but he did play shortstop. He can be. He, he, he's even played shortstop for the Reds. I mean, I don't think it's a starter, but maybe it's a starter. I know in an emergency situation. Anyway, Alex Blandino can play shortstop. He, uh, I'm not saying starter as the backup. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. It's like there's a mandate from the Cincinnati Reds front office to the media to never mention Nick Senzel and shortstop because they don't want to be proven wrong. Okay, well, anyways, back to my notes. Um, I would trade Galvis to the Yankees because they need him. Or the Giants. The Giants need a shortstop. And then you're going to say, Crawford, Crawford. No, let me let me get that. But Joe, but Joe, Brennan Crawford, Brennan Crawford. No, the Giants need a shortstop, okay? Trust me on this. I know. But the Yankees are really looking for a middle infielder that can play second or short. And I believe that they could really probably get T.J. Sikama from the from the Yankees for him. And I would ask for T.J. Sikama or Sikama or how you pronounce his name. And I would ask for outfielder Kanan Smith, Kanan Smith, how you pronounce his name. He's an outfielder. T.J. Sikama is the lower top 10 of the Yankees prospects. Smith is in the lower top 20. And then uh, that's what I would do. And, uh, you know, I know I've talked a lot here in the last 35, 37 minutes, but that's what I do. So. From the Little Apple all the way back to Red's country, we'll see you tomorrow night, Cincinnati.